0: Listening to the Insight
1: Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Inside NBA show. Wednesday's a grit and grind. Um, we this is a weekly show previewing the games going forward and helping you win your week. As always, we're brought here today by the standard squeeze, Ryan from Astute Newstead and Bonus Bank. I'm the Super Coach Matt and I'm here with the bull today. Herbie, how are you, mate?
0: Yeah, I'm good, brother. I'm good. It's good to be uh it's good to be back in the NBA realm. Um I feel like I should be here because I did start 0-2, but I'm now two-and-two and I'm rolling. Um and it's it's thanks to uh this boy, Jamie Jacques Jr. He's uh nice. he's been brought onto the t- team and he's just um yeah, he's brought me some uh
1: some good fortune. So this is forty minutes about him, isn't it? Fuck! I didn't expect you to get into business so quickly. Fuck! I just <laughs> wanted to talk about the fact that I took today off. I went to the NBA exhibit. I got fucking el- elbowed in the eye socket because apparently I'm a smart ass at basketball yesterday. And then, um, and then I had a had a few tins and watched the watched the Philly game today. Had a, had a bit of a pun. Had a few tins with uh, Matty Alley who uh, did his show yesterday. So, um, yeah, I was just asking how you're doing, and you're bringing in. You're bringing all this professionalism in. Oh
0: no, that's all right, mate. I'll, I'll I'll rein it back. I just want to talk about my boy. Uh, he's done me well, so um, yeah. Let's get into it.
1: <laughs> that's cool. Uh, on grit and grind today, uh, we're going to go through just a little bit of strategy around waiver wise this week. Um, look, we're going to go through. All the hot topics in the 14 games ahead. Um, of course, Thanksgiving Thursday, which makes it a little bit hard with the waiver wire pickups. Um, I'm just going to cover a couple of the stupid things you've messaged me today in a bit of a deep dive and discuss why Matrix is the superior Madden player. And then we're going to go through transaction trends. So, um, look, I'm pretty excited to get into it today. Mate, so you really we, need we you lost to you, there you for- the ex-
0: you, you on, really mate, think that's... you're the? Uh... Come on, mate. Let's let's just get this that's... one. Let's just get let's just get to business.
1: That's, yeah, that's that's it for a segment of it later on. But um, look, tomorrow um, has fourteen games. Of course, Thursday's Thanksgiving, and then followed by ten days Friday. Um, your, I suppose your waiver wire pickups. Unless it's a really obvious one, you're not just going to be bringing in streamers. you have probably got full slates with the guys that you've got. Um, look, I'm um, maybe just thinking about picking some holds this week, maybe like your Terry Rosiers or, or some guys like that um, hoping that they come next, next week, maybe having a bit of a punt on a Markel L. Fultz or something like that, uh, because you're going to have a full slate basically until Saturday and Sunday. And that's when you can chase that, um those streamers, I think.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I think this year has been a bit of a, weird season i don't know about you but i have been not bringing as many guys in as i was the previous seasons um i don't know what it's been but yeah the team's been pretty settled on uh both of my teams and uh i'm sure all your 72 teams are pretty settled as well
1: yeah look it's only eight so um yeah i do uh, i do get the occasional day i still think the perfect amount is about four or five i'm doing a few too many at the moment um but, look, let's just duck into some game previews, hey, mate? Let's do it, mate. He's giving up! Mate, the previews here are brought here today by Bonus Bank. Um, but let's just duck straight into them. Let's go Washington Wizards versus the Charlotte Hornets. And first off the bat, Jordan Poole dropped 30. Not many counting stats, but do you think that's a um, a positive step in the right direction?
0: It is. I didn't know that. That's very interesting. <laughs> I was I was actually here, and I have my notes here, to actually grill you on Jordan Poole, um, because you've been telling all the listeners to um, to buy low on him, and you think he's a keeper, and you think he's going to rise up. Um, I am a big Jordan Poole fan, but with what I've seen this year, he's just trash. Like, how can you have faith in him when he's doing the stuff that he's doing on the basketball court? He's so inefficient. He's so selfish. You look at Tyrese Maxey, and that is what he wants to be. But he's just like a wish version of Tyrese Maxey, who's probably going to be playing in Korea in the next four years. So, but he did have 30 points. So you can talk me into him. What what did he do
1: nice, Matty? Mate, so in 33 minutes, he, you know, shot 11 from 26. He's still ordinary from the field. Only the one rebound and the one assist. But you know what? He got a little bit of a minutes bump in the previous games. He only had, you know, eight points, uh, two of 11, six of 17, 14 points on six of 16. Uh, didn't have those assists. Maybe they're trying to work a bit out with uh, with Tyus Jones because Tyus Jones um has been getting his assists in this one. But, Look, maybe they're just figuring it out. I'm not saying look, when it's by low, you're basically going to be looking to trade your your tenth round pick or your or your ninth round pick for somebody that people thought that they could take in the third and fourth round. I always chase the upside. People are gonna be way off him. I'd definitely be picking him up on waivers because I have heard people talk about uh talk about dropping him. But I think that's madness. Look, I'm not saying that he's gonna win you yeah, your comp or anything, but it could be a really, really nice addition to your team if you're punting that field goal percentage.
0: Yeah, I feel you. Uh, it could be a goal, <laughs> but I do think he's still trash. So um, <laughs> it's a watch this space, I guess. But um, yeah, I would look, I am, I'm exactly. I have the exact same attitude like you, the same mentality like you by low, but then the more and more I was watching, um, the more and more I just was like, this is just not turning around. I just can't see it turning around. So, look, one
1: of us will be wrong. So uh, we'll see. We'll see who it is. All right, we've we've got fourteen games. So I just want to touch one thing on the Hornets. Lamelo's been absolute fire. Our uh, my title on mine was Lamelo balling last uh, last episode. But that rotation with Bridges back, I want to have a bit of a chat about. Um, I actually thought Hayward and Miller would be the ones that, that their minutes dropped and their efficiencies dropped and their usage was dropped. It's actually PJ Washington. And especially last game with Nick Richards out, they're not playing the small ball with PJ at centre, which we've seen them do in previous years. I think PJ's nearly a drop. Wow.
0: Look, uh, it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think that you said that you had a bet with a friend with Miles Bridges and and how how many minutes he's going to play his first game back, um, and he played like thirty five minutes or whatever it was, um, and then I actually watched him a couple of games ago and uh, had him in a little multi, and he's just kind of everywhere. He's he's looking good, um, so he's got a bit of a spring in the step, and yeah, he just adds another dimension to that to that team um, that PJ was really filling before, so. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one. But um, yeah, if Miles Bridges is around in your league, um, he's definitely a look to um, to bring in. What's the app percentage wise?
1: Well, it was seventy percent the other day when I had a look, but I don't know. I think he's gonna be picked up by now. But it could be there could be still some people out there that think of him as a streamable option. I think he's a season long keeper. Um and you could you could just, you know, chuck a trade offer out, just see what they think, hey, mate? Yep.
0: Can't disagree with that.
1: Right. We've we've got 14 games. We're going to get through this one relatively quickly. Um, Jokic had a bit of an ordinary game. I believe he got ejected in the last one. Um, I'm going to look for him to bounce back. Um, outside of Reggie Jackson, there's not too much I want to look at from Denver. But with faults out, I think Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony are rosterable uh, with the current rotation. It's pretty
0: funny because I've picked up uh, Cole Anthony in one of our leagues um, and he's been really good. Um, And I did have a cheeky bet on him for Sixth Man of the Year because Orlando (laughs) did start off pretty well and he's been a bit of that spark plug off the bench, which kind of suits his personality because he's a bit wacky and wild. Um, And he just comes in, gives them energy. Um, Suggs is someone I'm real high on, Um, not just this season, but in the future. Um, Did you see that, that, what was it? It was against Boston, I think, and he missed a, a three to tie the game. It was one or two weeks ago, and he was literally like nearly crying. Like I've never seen this yeah, in a right. regular season game. He was just nearly in tears that he missed the game tying shot to bring it to OT. When have you ever seen that in a basketball player in, in the NBA? No. None of them give a shit. I mean, it, you know what I mean? It's good that he. It's good that he cares. Um, That's what, what I mean. Didn't... It's good. It's like it's like a new breed. So you know, he's got that dog in him um he's starting to put up stats he's starting to get minutes um yeah i think and that that orlando team is looking really really good um they're starting to gel really well with france and, and um palo so yeah i think both of those boys are really good options um especially when you're looking to bring them in short term um
1: just to just fill just a bit of a gap um, just if you did there. Look at Cole Anthony today, 15 and 10 with five rebounds in 29 minutes. I know that was maybe elevated a little bit by the, the blowout. I see that Suggs only played the 21 minutes. Um, still scored 18 and four assists. He is of course the point guard, but yeah, look, that's the sort of stats that you'd want off someone that you can pick up. Hey, and Cole Anthony. Yep. 100%. That's what it is. All right, let's, let's, Let's go over to Brooklyn and Atlanta. Um, the Hawks scored 152 today in a loss. So there's plenty of points to go around. Um, Sadiq Bay and Bogdanovich played 30 in 26 minutes uh, which, with a double-double for Sadiq and 26 points for Bogey. Are either of these guys on your radar, even with the emergence of Jalen Johnson? Not
0: particularly. I'm a big Bogey boy. Uh, don't get me wrong from his, uh, his sack-down days, baby. We miss you, Bogey. We'll have you back anytime. Um You can re- replace David Mitchell. I would love that. Um, but, yeah, Bogey is definitely one who's a bit of a watch. He hasn't been really available in, in any of my leagues, um, so I haven't been able to get him. But he's someone who's nice to have because um, he does – he is, even from his sack days, he is a playmaker. Um, and if he's not in the starting lineup and if he's running the second unit – Um, He can kind of give you a lot of everything. And then when he is with the starting unit with Trey, um, he's a really, really good just spot-up shooter. So I'd probably look at him more than um, Sadiq um, just because with me and fantasy, I like to get players that I just actually enjoy. Um, I don't like getting players that I don't like, (laughs) you know? Um, So I try to avoid them as much as I can um, unless I'm really forced
1: to but yeah for me it's bogey how about yourself i don't i don't feel the same way cuz i've got miles bridges in my team and you know what he's just a shit bloke but um look yeah i think i think either of those are ones that we could look at um let's have a look at the nets cam johnson if you believe in him could be a buy low candidate he's been pretty ordinary the last couple um he's actually been being outplayed by Lonnie Walker actually Lonnie Walker has been outplaying uh Royce O'Neill Doran Finney-Smith and Cam Johnson um he's incredibly streaky though definitely you know not a trade candidate but if he's in your waiver wire well, pick up um and I also think Dinwiddie is roster- rosterable just until the second Ben Simmons is back what do you think about those couple of statements it's funny because I went to grab
0: Dinwiddie um, off waivers the other day when I found out about Simmons. And as soon as I went to grab him, um, I was like, oh, should I Should I do this? Should I not do this? And then as I was going to do it, someone else grabbed him in the meantime, like literally just like right off me in front of the screen. Um, it wasn't you. It wasn't you. It was actually Mickey yeah. Dell. Um, <laughs> um, so, and then he, he had a stinker and then Mick just dropped him straight away. So he's still there for me if I want him, but He did not really look that good as as much as I thought he would uh, of taking the game on, Um, but he's someone who every two or three games, if he's that primary ball handler, will give you 30 and eight and six. You know what I mean? So um, the upside is there when the usage is there. Um, So he's someone definitely I would look at um, definitely when Simmons is gone because, yeah, when the ball's in his hands, he he can reduce
1: Let me check some stats at you. In the last five games, he scored above 10 points in all of them. And we're not talking, you know, know, tremendous upside, but he's off your waiver wire. So he scored over 10 points in the last five. Here's his assists. Three, nine, seven, and five in the last couple. Always getting... Four rebounds and um, yeah, and he did blow up for twenty nine in the uh, in the other day in a thirty eight minute game. It was a you know he's a hundred twentieth ranked player. Look, maybe not tremendous upside, but you know what? If you're chasing assists and points, pretty handy. Yep, Mate, let's 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 duck into the Bucks and the Celtics. I've only got one thing on this: is that Jalen Brown could be a buy low candidate. Uh, because he's been basically ordinary since coming back from injury. But who do you think will win between the Bucks and the Celtics today?
0: Is Jalen is he out or is he in?
1: I think he's back in now.
0: Yeah, you got to take the Celtics. Bucks are not doing much in terms of stopping anybody. Um, I just want to ask you a question, actually. Do. How do you Please think do. How do you think Boston? Um when I watch Boston play I want to know if you think the same way because we both play ball. We're both extremely high elite players, right? Of our domestic leagues of C <laughs> or D grade. Um <laughs> for me it looks like they need to trade Brown. And I love Brown. I love him. I think he's an absolute star. But when I see Tatum and Brown playing together, I see them never wanting to pass the ball to each other. Like they take the ball on in ISO, and it's just like dribble, 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 like you know, a fade away midway sh- midway shot or mid-range shot. Um, you never see assist to an assist from Tatum to Brown or Brown to Tatum. And I feel like that's a thing of like, I'm the dog, you know, like we know who the dog is, it's Tatum. But Brown's got that, like, mentality. Do you feel like that too?
1: I, I do a little bit, but I still think when you've got somebody as talented as Brown, you're not going to dilute your talent. You're just maybe going to play him a few less minutes and make sure that Tatum gets his shots up. But if it's not working with Tatum, Brown could be, you know, one of the next best guys at age 27 to just fill that role. I've more loved what I've seen from Chris taps in this team. Yeah. Like, he's been phenomenal. Yeah, 100%.
0: He's been awesome. Um, and just having all that talent around, um, especially with Drew. Drew. Drew's just such a, like, nice – he's just such a nice player. Plays such good defense. You see that clip of him locking up Jordan Poole when <laughs> Jordan Poole tried to post him up? And then, um, yeah, Holiday – just, like, poked the ball out, like, twice, and then Jordan Poole just, like, dove on the ball and then, like, chucked it to midcourt to Kuzma, and Kuzma took, like, a fadeaway shot from, like, midcourt and it airballed. I was like, is that not the Wizards' (laughs) play in, like, one season? That's just... They can just shut the TV off now.
1: I mean, they're going to get a good
0: draft pick. Well, yeah, that's all right. It's, uh... (laughs) I mean, they still got Jordan Fuller-Cocko, so um, that draft pick will probably get about one
1: and a half shots a game with those two around. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about the new Triple J. Uh, Miami Heat versus the Cavs. Uh, Back-to-back for Cleveland. Um, Look, I think Struce was phenomenal today, 25-6. and Craig Porter Jr. is another guy that you could add uh, in, in your team, but Tell me about the new triple J while I get a beer.
0: Jame Jacquez Jr. averaging nine point six points, twenty-four point six minutes, which is absolutely ridiculous. Like, how is he getting this minutes um, in that Miami Heat roster? one uh, point one three pointers made a game, three point four rebounds, two point three assists, and a nice one point one steals a game. He's been really, really nice since I brought him in and playing really high level of minutes. Um, so he's just someone who's rostered in only 5.3% of leagues in ESPN. Um, definitely if if the Heat are on a three or four game week, definitely bring him in, um, especially right now just because of the minutes he's playing. Um, and then you can kind of as, assess it after that. But his last game, I mean, Nineteen points, three rebounds, four assists, two steals in thirty-three minutes. Who's he? Who's he actually taking the minutes off? I don't even know. Um,
1: you've you've got some injuries in there with Duncan Robinson starting and Tyler Hero not being uh, there. Um, so there's a bit more opportunity at the moment, but I still think like at the start of the year, like he's a one hundred and forty fifth ranked player and that's keeping into in check the fact that he played like thirteen and fourteen minutes in his first couple games um I think he's gonna get that bump and maybe play that late sort of twenties mid twenties when everybody sorry if everybody's healthy on the Miami heat because they are a bit of an older team, aren't they
0: yep. Well, they still got seventy six year old Udonis Haslam running around, don't they? So,
1: you know, at the NBA exhibit today, did you know Udonis Haslam has the most rebounds out of any Miami Heat player ever? Oh, of course, I knew that. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just yeah. double checking. You did? I thought you thought you would. Um, oh yeah, I brought that up in
0: Craig... meeting this morning.
1: Yeah. Um, um, t- talking about Craig Porter Jr., I've never added a person in any NBA fantasy league called Craig um, it's actually my father-in-law's name which uh, puts puts me off this one a little bit but uh, Craig, Craig Porter jr um, 27 minutes in his last one um, 12 and nine assist uh, 21 and four the game before and uh, and 12 and five and looks really good out there I sat there and watched the whole game today so
0: what's his ceiling?
1: Um, oh, I don't know, like it's probably like being an NBA player, he's probably built a bigger house than me. Like my ceiling's about uh, two metres, 30 centimetres, but I reckon just being the size that he is and like, he's like a 6'3 guard. I reckon he's probably a little bit taller, Um, but let's go into the Raptors. You just said customised. You just
0: said customised. Yeah,
1: cool. Um, Raptors versus the Pacers. Back-to-back for both of these teams. Could be anything. I've seen the Raptors blow people out. I've seen the Pacers blow people out. And then them being blown out. Um, look, there's big minutes for starters today on, on either team. Halliburton's been an MVP candidate, dare I say.
0: So, yeah, I guess so. <laughs>
1: Look, I know, I know you're a Kings fan, and look, I, I actually want to do a deep dive about how much better the uh, Aaron Fox is without Halliburton uh, shortly one day with you, uh, but we won't do it in our first weekly episode together. But look, there's not there's not too much that could be waiver wire, uh, but should just be a really good game.
0: Yeah, two fun teams. Uh, Raptors had had a bit of a resurgence with uh, Pascal lately. Uh, so that's been nice. It's been nice to see Pascal lift and Scotty um, kind of chill out a bit because of my early season trading, which I did, which I really, really regret of training Scotty Barnes before the season started. And it was just to a friend who um, I was. I just did it just because he was just like I love him, and I was like, well, I love him too. And then I just ended up doing it, and um, he started the season just like just. Like 25 points, like 15 rebounds, 12 assists. I was like, this is ridiculous. What is going on here? Uh, but he's kind of tailed off a bit, but he still looks really, really nice. Um, I like that Raptors team. They've got a lot of length on defense, and I think they can really worry some teams with that length. You saw it against um, the Bucks, I think it was one or two weeks ago, where they're so good at clogging the lane Um with their length and the defenders that they have, um, Giannis was really, really struggling against them. Um, so it was just one of those teams that I think if they're you know outsiders against a team, they're really, really good value to back as well. Um, just because they're that type of team that can just lift you know kind of out of nowhere. So and bases are the same; they've been really exciting. Um, as much as I'm a Kings fan, like I love to see Hallie. Like flourish. It's, it's it's a really good um little setup he's got there in Indy. He seems happy. So, you know, he's gonna be MVP candidate. We're gonna win the championship. Like we're all happy. So don't don't stress, Hallie. Then you can come yeah. back as a
1: salesman or something in a couple of years. I'm not stressing too much about it, but something I did hit alarm bells a little bit today when I'm watching. And I'm somebody that's got some really high stocks in Dennis Schroeder. Um, scored twenty-four today, top scored uh in, in the L after twenty-seven minutes. But being the point guard, he only got one assist. So I took a little bit of a deep dive, and I expected Scotty Barnes to have all the assists, but it was actually Pascal Siakam. Um I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have a bit of a look moving forward. Like Dennis Schroeder's stocks are, are right up here. Um Schroeder's been been great to start the year. One of my favourite players to watch after the um, after the FIBA World Cup. He's been the 50th ranked player at the moment. I'm just wondering if it might be time to sell Dennis Schroeder.
0: Ooh, that's an interesting one. Um, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think people yeah. are buying... Buying him high. Um, I think the the general conception of him is just like, oh, he's okay. Um, Yeah, he'll he'll be fine. But I don't think people are really knocking down the door for Dennis
1: Schroeder. Could be wrong. Yeah. If you get a good offer, take it. Sounds good. Uh, Grizzlies versus the Rockets. You know you're going to get my biased bullshit when we look at this. Um, But Sani Aldama. Scored 28 in the last one. Looked fantastic. I believe he should be rostered in all formats.
0: Well, this is your team. Um, so, you know, you can have the floor with this team. I've just seen, I think I've watched 22 seconds of the Memphis Grizzlies this year, and it was 22 two two seconds too long. So um, I'll leave the floor with you, with Santi. Um, yeah.
1: Look, You're the expert. We lost, to, we lost to Boston by two in the last game. Um, Bismack Biombo only played the 14 minutes. Um, two points, two rebounds. Should be dropped. Zoya Williams has been a bit of a stat stuffer in, in your deeper leagues. Um, Dez has been sensational. Uh, But, yeah, El Dahmer in 39 minutes, 28, 12 rebounds and six assists against the Boston Celtics, defending Jason Tatum. Um, Yeah, look, I just... I'm. I'm not even asking you. Uh, Seniel Dama should be rostered, and then when we have a look at Houston, um, honestly, people were so excited on this team that anybody of value from Houston has already been picked up in in any league that I've been in.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, they're a hard team to to kind of gauge, and um, but they do have some nice fantasy players. But there's no, there's nothing to do with now. Uh, you can't get any of them. So, um. Yeah, we move on. So 76ers and Timberwolves.
1: Philly? Mate, Philly I'm lost let in a heartbreaker speak. today.
0: I'll let you speak about the 76ers while I go grab a sneaky beer. I'll be back in. Oh, Big yes. D3.
1: He's in. <laughs> he told me he, he told me you didn't want any. <laughs> Mate, like so Philly lost in a heartbreaker today. I just want everybody to make sure that Melton is rostered in your league. Don't just assume that Melton's rostered because he is only rostered in seventy six percent of legs. So obviously that's that's one in four. Um, look, you can we can I could talk till the cows cows come home about how good Philly have been, how good Maxi is, how good Embiid is, but Melton's probably the guy that you could add. I don't really like Batum. I don't really like Rocco or you know Morris or. Or any of those additional guys. Everything's going through Maxi. Everything's going through Embiid. And and Melton's been really good. Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves, they have surprised me all year. Um, but this is probably gonna be one of the games of the round. I just I don't know if Toby will be able to keep. Um, cat in check. So obviously, Embiid versus Rudy is going to be a fantastic matchup. You know, you're going to have your Mike Conleys. You know, old man versus the um versus the new. The little bit of the changing of the guard between Conley and um, sorry, Conley and Maxi. Um, Edwards again. I'm not sure if we're going to be able to find anyone to match up on him. Not too much to look at from a waiver wire pickup, but I am just really excited to watch that matchup between where I see Kat taking on Tobias Harris. Um, Look, we can probably leave that one. Um, Let's just go into the Kings and the Pelicans, where the Pelicans absolutely pumped the Kings last week. Um, I do expect them to bounce back, but who are we looking at from the Kings, man?
0: Oh, I think Malik Monk. Um, I really liked what he's been doing lately being that spark um, off the bench. And then they're kind of making a decision with him um, towards just to see how he goes. And if he gets hot, then he stays with the starting unit um, to close out the game. So what we've been seeing a lot is Murray has been fluctuating. Um, so he's been having really, really good game shooting and then he's been off and then herder um, has been the same. So he started with a few 20 point games, which came out of nowhere um, and then it's kind of tailed off a bit as well. What I will say is, Fox has had a different mindset this year. I don't know if you realize it as well, but last year, I think he let the game come to him a lot and he wasn't as aggressive. This year, he's just in like full on attack mode. He reminds me of like, when I was in the two K leagues using Fox, and I was just smashing R two and getting Fox to the hole, this is Darren Fox. He's doing how I how I play with him in in two K. So he he's just dropping thirty six, eight, and eight. Like he's kind of reminding me of a Donovan Mitchell who's just like really, really dominating games. But it's working with the Kings, so I think that's what's needed, and he, he's he's elevating himself, and I think. He's just, he'll be, if he keeps this up, he's just, he's for sure an MVP candidate if the Kings are top three or four seed. What
1: what worried me was how bad he was against the Pelicans, but I'm just going to chalk that down to a bad game. You know, two of 12 from three. He's been shooting it at a really high clip, here, actually, in his last three games. Six of 10, five of 11, which isn't something we've seen in the past from De'Aaron. Maybe he's just, Elevated his game a little bit. I'm enjoying the seven assists a game. Um, but, yeah, Fox has been great. I love taking a punt on um, on Kevin Huerta as well. Um, yeah. A- enjoying what I'm seeing from the Kings this year. Yep. They've been um, nice. They're about surge. What about... What, yeah, they light the beam. Um, what about the Pels? Uh, Jonas Valanciunas was huge in the last one. But... I think with these minutes, it was a flash in the pan. Still only played 21 minutes for his double-double, but the matchup checks out against the the Kings uh, because he was so good in the last game. Again, I'm probably recommending that you don't stream anyone, but it might just be worth, if you've got somebody that you can just dump, it might just be worth picking up Jonas and just seeing what happens. Well,
0: that's the big thing against the Kings. Um, Big ruling centers um, tend to have their way with us a little bit. So um, that was the biggest thing that the Kings fandom has been saying in the off season, we need to grab big bulky dude to to help Giannis or not help Giannis, Giannis ain't looking for the, the Kings, <laughs> um, to help bonus on the Bullets. I wish. Um, and uh, yeah, so we didn't do that. And we got Alex Len and JaVale McGee. So I don't think our questions were really answered. But um, yeah, we'll wait and see, I guess. <laughs> Maybe um, Jael McGee will be finals MVP. And um, yeah, I'll eat my I'll eat my sock on
1: live TV afterwards. Look, I'm gonna really struggle with that considering he can only play 19 minutes due to his asthma. But let's go into Chicago this Bulls first. The... Yeah, yeah, true. True. I right. I um <laughs> Chicago Bulls versus the OKC Thunder. Chicago have been extremely ordinary. I don't want to delve too much into these teams because I hate Chicago. I hate the whole makeup of the team. And I also think Oklahoma City players have been overvalued in drafts. They're exciting. They're young. Uh, But Kobe White, he played... Last game, 34 minutes, 25-3. and I believe he should be rostered. Javon Carter played 15 minutes, Desomnu 12. Um, Look, I think Kobe White should be rostered in standard formats. That's
0: a fair call. Going into the season, I thought differently. Um, I thought DeSomnoo was really, really nice and he would really, really take off. Um, But obviously that hasn't happened too much. And yeah, Kobe is probably the guy you're going to take now just based off production. Um, so yeah i'd agree and then with the thunder um i had no idea why people were talking about uh sga's the top five pick um but yeah you can kind of see it now he's he's just like the most he's he's the most skillful type of player like you can ask for and he's got the biggest bag um he just looks really really nice in that system and yeah they've got the players the young guns to complement and Tim. Um, so it's just worked out well for them, hasn't it?
1: Mate, this has been a bit of a circle jerk. We've been pretty positive about um, a lot of these players, but can I bring up a guy that I've seen get taken the fifties a lot in drafts and uh, going to the NBA exhibit, there was a lot of chatter about Josh Giddy and how exciting of a player he was like last game against the trailblazers, 23 minutes, six, four and five. Against the Warriors, 22 minutes, 11, 5, and 2. Against the Warriors in the previous game, 19, 6, and 1 in 26 minutes. I've just seen his minutes drop. Um, SGA's been phenomenal. Um, The other supporting cast has been really good. I'm honestly worried about about our boy Giddy being – we're from Australia, if you can't tell by my Bogan accent. But um, I'm actually worried about Giddy.
0: Yeah. I think that when the, when things aren't popping off for him um, and then obviously when crunch time comes, it's just SGA time. So I think Giddy has kind of responded a little bit as of late. He's been more aggressive. Um, That's what I've seen. And I've only realized that because he's gone out to like a dollar 40 for 10 points and I always take him. Um, (laughs) So, and then he, he's just really aggressive from the start. So um, we heard about it. Bill Simmons talked about it a few weeks ago, that the Chet effect and how's that affecting him and so on and so forth, and then Chet having that huge game. Uh, but Giddy will find his way. Um, he's their point guard. He's their guy. He'll find his way.
1: All right. Um, maybe a by low candidate by the sounds from Herbie. Um, but Let's look at the Clippers and the Spurs. I know I've done a deep dive, I suppose, into what we would call the Harden effect in other podcasts. Um, Terrence Mann still starting maybe as a bit more of a complementary piece to Harden with Westbrook coming off the bench. I haven't seen enough from Terrence Mann to warrant a pickup. What do you think about the Clippers?
0: When they did that trade and how they've been playing lately, um, I was huge on them. I was like, let's just put money on them for the chip. I don't care about chemistry. I don't care about fighting. I don't care about this one ball. I just care about one thing. and That's talent. And then they've just got talent in spades. Um, How it's working out though, is Russ is just being diminished to the bench. Um, Obviously Harden's getting a little bit more aggressive and I love um, what PG is doing as well as Kawhi. So Um, Yeah, I think that if you look at those three as definite starters, then you can look at who's going to be around them because there's going to be so much iso ball with all three of them and there's just going to be open shots. So whether it's a Norman Powell or a Bones Highland coming off the bench, um,
1: yeah, they've just got... got Bones Highland dropped out of the rotation, the coach came out and said the other day. So he's gone. He's Max gone. Jesus I saw him drop like 25, maybe two weeks ago. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, so just look. I mean, have a look at those players on the Clippers. Um, Russ has really, Russ's stats have really dropped down uh, because of his role, um, role dropping down to that kind of like sixth man. So just look at who's getting open shots. Maybe Norman Powell is someone you can look at. Um, or as Maddie said, um
1: did terrence you say man. Terrence man? Right, looking at the Spurs, I look, we know what we've got with Wemby. I'm actually really high on Zach Collins, even though he had an ordinary game in the last game. Um, look, that, that Vassell Keldon Johnson situation is sort of working itself out. Everybody there is is owned. But the point guard situation. I was massively high on Trey Jones. I thought he would win his winning. Uh, I thought he would win this spot back. He's only been playing twenty-one minutes a night. I now believe, after being high on him the whole time, Trey Jones is droppable, and Sohan could be owned. I know Mickey Dell's been saying that Jeremy Sohan is a drop as well, but I think Jeremy Sohan, from what he's shown and from what I've seen with him, look. 8-8-1 eight, eight in the last game. 16-5-3 and two steals. He's been good defensively. He gets the odd block. He gets the steals. His minutes have been you know, 28-37 32-29. Um, I'm going to be taking somebody that's playing in those 30-minute games that, rather than somebody that's playing 20 minutes a night. As much as I love Trey Jones. Yeah, so how's on a point guard?
0: Um, and it's just I think a bit of tanking um, going on by Pop, so we'll see how it goes. But Sohans on a point guard, um, I don't think he's having too much fun with it as well because it's just a weird position for him. Um, but yeah, definitely have a look at it and then look at guys like I've got Vassal. He's really, really great when he's getting like got it and going. Um, Kelton Johnson and those boys around Wemby um, who are actually putting up really, really good stats. Um, but you don't realize. And Wemby is pretty inconsistent. Like he's got an awesome game here and there. Uh, but other than he's that, he is not doing what everybody thinks that he's doing. Um, I know that because I may be a gambling man and sometimes I bet on his unders. And, um, yeah, it, it just kind of works out because he either kills it with a massive game or he's really, really, you know, low on points, rebounds, assists. On, on other games. So it's like what you said, he's rookie. He's just finding his
1: way. Uh, but he'll be fine. All hey, right. The Warriors versus the Suns. Uh it's one that everybody will tune into because they're some of the biggest names. Um Eric Gordon and Grayson to get the bump with Beal to be reevaluated in four weeks. Um I love point guard Devin Booker. Um Eric Gordon and Grayson were both pretty ordinary today. I think if one of them gets hot, they'll be the one that you want. It's hard to, I suppose it's hard to to pick because I think that they'll try those couple guys and just see what works out.
0: Mate, I'm telling you, the way this Suns team is playing, like they are looking so effing good. Can I swear on this, Potty? Yeah, go for it. They're looking so fucking good, Matt. Like, what the fuck? Honestly, for fuck's sake, it's crazy. Honest, look, I look at that team and I'm like, it's actually working out so well with them both, right? Um, Booker is really, really natural in how he plays and just finding players. So what he does is he's really good at breaking down the defense, getting into his spots, and then the defense kind of collapses on him. And then he can just find open shooters everywhere. Um, So Eric Gordon's been a beneficiary of that. Um, And then KD, KD is just KD. He just gets hot. And what I love about KD is he just makes the right play every time. Like you see him get the ball in the post. As soon as somebody comes over to double, he's already, you know, hit up that spot up shooter. And yeah, Eric Gordon is just having like a monster season because of it. Um, So he gets the ball in the three and he takes the three and he's a really awesome shooter, or he drives to the hole and he gets buckets because he's a good finisher too. So they're a team that I think is a real watch um, for how Bradley Beal fits into them, because if he fits well, then they'll be so hard to stop, you know, come finals time or come play-in time.
1: (laughs) Mate, what if I told you that Kevin Durant in his last two games, has 18 assists. He scored 31, 38, and 38 in his last couple games. Um, Should be in the MVP talks. Um, Yeah, so just just ride that out. I know that people were getting him in and around that 10 and 11 in drafts. But ducking over to the Warriors, uh, Wiggins was dropped in some leagues, and I think CP3 and Wiggins have been getting that bump with Dre out. I probably – I don't expect Wiggins to be as bad as he was in the start of the season, but I think CP3 – and the boys alluded to it in yesterday's podcast – CP3 could be a guy that you trade out once Dre gets back. Um, Yeah, look, I've liked what I've seen from CP3 and Wiggins with Draymond out, but once Draymond comes in, we all know that the ball flows through Draymond and – yeah, look, Curry's going to do Curry things. Um, Draymond being out, CP3 and Wiggins have been getting the bump. Enjoy it if you own them, but maybe you could try and trade out of them.
0: Yeah, and I think you need to look at um, someone who was really high going into the season with, which is Kaminga. Um, he he's a real candidate to take over Wiggins' spot in the starting lineup just because of how much Wiggins has struggled, and it seems like he's lost his confidence a little bit. Um, same as Clay. Clay is just breaking up just these really shitty shots. Um, they're not dropping and it's just not looking good. Um, so yeah, they're a team for to really look at um if who's coming on board and who's, you know, who's Lovely. stepping up from the bench. Um, so yeah, what are what are your thoughts on the Maddie? Who do you think uh who do you think do you think Wiggins is a is a lock or do you think we should drop him or what are your thoughts?
1: I think I've actually picked up Wiggins off the uh there's Josh Enemy a beer. What a what a ledge. Um, I think Wiggins I've actually picked him up off the waivers in one league, I've held him in other leagues. I think Wiggins will work it out. Uh look, I could be a little bit of bias from me. I've got a sign Wiggins jersey and shit in the back here. <laughs> But um, so maybe I just don't want to see all my memorabilia be worth 25 cents. But when you start seeing me wear a Wiggins jersey on the podcast, you know I think he's a drop, a signed Wiggins jersey. But I just think that he can work it out. I know that all the articles, and it's hard when you're the Golden State Warriors, all the articles are trade Wiggins, get a better better trade piece. But CP3 probably hasn't been the best fit when everybody's been healthy either. Um, I think that if Wiggins is on your waiver wire, pick him up. Um, I don't think that he's a drop. I think he's too talented to um, – he's only 73% rostered in Yahoo! um still playing 30 minutes a night look 12 four and three is rosterable um 31 points in the last game with three assists um, his percentages have been ordinary but I think that he'll come good so just hold tight with all me all your Wiggins boys uh, we'll get wiggy with it so <laughs> um let's go to Utah and Portland trails blazers. and Brogdon was back today um, and I've Picked him up on waivers in a lot of leagues. I implore all of you guys to have a look. Um, As long as Scoot Henderson's out, Brogdon is rosterable.
0: Yeah, I agree. I watched a little bit of the game today. Um, So, yeah, it was interesting to see. He does look decent. Um, But on the other side, Utah. What is going on in the city of Utah? This team just looks
1: trash. Yeah, look. here's my point for the weekly reminder that John Collins is a gun. Um, I've just got that in my notes. Um, I I actually copped so much shit on the internet for tweeting out that John Collins is better than Walker Kessler. And I just want to know where all you people are. I just, I just want you to slide back into my DMS because John Collins has been great. Um, Look, Sexton hasn't been good. You've got your Taylor Horton Tucker experiment. Keontae George should be rostered. I think that he's been good for Utah, but we're in rebuilding phase when it comes to Utah, aren't we?
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, and, yeah, Larry Markkinen and that whole that whole team has kind of looked really, really off. I don't know if it's the rotation or just, I don't know, everyone kind of expecting them to be good this year. Uh, But they've looked really just not there. I think they got beaten by like 32 points today by the Lakers, which is ridiculous. Um, How about the Trailblazers, mate? Anybody from the Trailblazers you're looking at? um, There was a guy there who's dominating.
1: I am a bit off him because I had a little bit of a ladder on him today for 20 points, he had 12 (laughs) points in the first quarter and scored 18. So, um, look, I'm not the best person to ask about the dominating today because I'm uh, – look, it was just a ton of losses for Matty today, but but I like what I've seen from Jeremy Grant. I think Shaden Shark should be rostered. Um, I, of course, think Malcolm Brogdon should be rusted until Scoot's back. Um, I am hiding Anthony Simons in my IR in a couple leagues. Now's probably the point that you start to look and stash him in the IR, especially when you've got days this week where you're going to be full anyway. You can probably, even in comps that you don't have IR, start to add him, just see how an injury update comes towards the end of the week and see if he could be back the following week. Um, Now could be the time to move on Anthony Simons, even though he's not going to play probably in the next week.
0: Yeah, I've got him on my IR, um, and I'm just sitting there waiting for him to come back, I think, when he does come back. Um, yeah, he'll be really, really good value. Uh, but he has also got, um, Grant who's playing really, really well, who I got as a late steal, which was really, really good. Um, and he's
1: just been balling. Um, so yeah. 26 and four today from Grant. That was pretty Man, good. Um, we d- awesome. what do we think about do up wreath? and I'm going to shout out, um, I'm going to shout out NBA Australia because they could have the best nickname for do Wreath. Do you know what it is? No, I don't. The Great Barrier Wreath. <laughs> 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 I, I just could not. I saw that and I just lost it. So shout out to our boy at, at NBA Australia. Um, I know he's a he's a big fan on the ball page. So um,
0: look, I'm that not, was, that was that. Right, that's not copyrighted. No, no, it's like fantasy it's sports not are going to com- make a uh, Great Barrier Wreath T-shirt.
1: Yeah, look. look. Anybody it could wants one. It, it could be our next Insight shirt. Um, let's go into Dallas versus the Lakers. And I hate talking about the Lakers. Cam Reddish came back to earth today, um, and you wouldn't be mad to drop him. But I think Kyrie is someone that you could look at trading if you own him in leagues. I think he definitely is second fiddle to Luca. It's probably what we expected, but I expected more.
0: Yeah, that's a fair call. Um, Luca has been Luca. Um, Kyrie has, you know, done pretty well, but he's second fiddle, but Luca is just putting up crazy stats. It's his team. Um, And yeah, I was really, really high on Luca at the start of the season and uh, with what he's doing, it is showing. Um, Is there anybody else on the Mavericks that you kind of like? Tim Hardaway Jr., Josh Green. Um, I know that your favourite player who you visited uh, for a private workout is Maxi Kleber.
1: Um, So what are your thoughts on them? I really, I actually really like watching Derek Lively play. Um, Look, maybe not completely rosterable. He's about the 110th best player at the moment, but I think his minutes will ramp up. Um, I was actually really excited to see um, uh, Record Holmes come across and play, but it's Derek R- Lively's world. We're just living in it. Um, so look, he's just he's just doing his job out there, just doing the work beside these uh these really good players. I don't look at the Mavericks too much. I hate looking at the Lakers. Um, do we want to move on to transaction trends? Let's do it. We're going a bit over time, so let's go. Transaction trends brought by Ryan at Astute Newstead. Um, slide into our DMs, and uh, you can get an obligation-free finance quote on your home loan. I know that I used him; he has contacted forty different lenders, um, got me the best interest rate, um, and if when I'm doing the math, it actually got me enough to get a cart in a week. Um, so, yeah, shout, shout out to Ryan. I'm having this one for you, buddy. Um, but. Having a look at transaction trends. I'm just I'm just gonna refresh it while we're here. Malik Beasley is the most brought in player this week. I've been looking at him all the preseason. In his last four games, he's played over 30 minutes. Are you maybe you're not looking at Malik Beasley, but can you see why people are adding Malik Beasley?
0: Yeah, yeah, I can. Um I liked him from quite a while ago. Uh, but he wasn't quite fitting into that system. Uh, But he's really got into his groove the last couple of weeks. Um, And I think that's just the new system and all the players getting used to it, um, the spacing and and what it brings. So a guy like Malik Beasley with Giannis and Dame on the court is the exact type of player that you want to get off off the waiver wire. So I think that's why everybody's going crazy over him pretty much.
1: Mate, we've already covered Craig Porter Jr. Uh, we've got 1,500 people adding Craig Porter Jr. in the last couple of hours. I definitely understand it, even though I can't get around adding a man called Craig in your NBA fantasy comp. Um, somebody that does sound like they deserve to be on a team, uh, your boy uh, Jamee Jaquez Jr. Um, 1,350 people adding him this week. Uh, we've delved into him. I actually, He might actually be the... Uh, be the little tagline for this episode. Um, but Daniel Tice has been added. So he played 21 minutes. He's just sort of got picked up by the Clippers or at least started playing minutes. Played 10 minutes against Houston, 21 minutes against the Clippers, 19-7-2. Um, and two. Um, Can you get around adding, adding Daniel Tice?
0: You know what that was about to be? Um, when you said Daniel Tice... Uh, that was about to be a segment for uh, for insight fantasy sports for who he played for because I had no fucking clue. Uh, but then you mentioned the Clippers and it kind of saved my ass. So that uh yeah that little uh little stat that he put up that little that nice little game that's nice, but I don't see him doing that at all. Um, and for me, he's a stay away. It's too uncertain with him. Um, he's a bit too unreliable. I think. Uh, So for me, he's a stay away. How about yourself?
1: Uh, Yeah, look, the fact that they were struggling and they've won the last couple games or at least played a lot better once he's come into the lineup um, is encouraging. Maybe he is a really good fit um, and he could be rostered until Plum Dog Millionaire comes back. That's what we Um, want. Bismack Biombo, 815 people have, how would I say, picked him up and dropped him. So, in his last game, played 14 minutes, um, due to foul trouble, was in trouble. Uh, he's played over 30 minutes in four of the last six games, actually, four of the last five games before that. Um, I'm not concerned with his minutes. Um, his points and rebounds have been up and down. We'll get you the points and rebounds if he gets the minutes. Honestly, I just think the matchup against Boston was, was too much for him. I expect him to play bigger minutes against Houston, and maybe some people that have been dropping in might regret this one.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I think anybody who's <laughs> getting around those minutes, you, you just got to look at bringing in. Um, the more that they play, the more that they'll turn it around. Um, but anybody getting in that 25 to 30-minute range – um, yeah, you just got to grab him and just have a bit of faith.
1: Um, you know, at the start of the show, how I said, let's look at guys maybe for next week because you're going to have full rosters. I think some people have got ahead of me. Apparently, I'm not the smartest man in fantasy basketball. Boyan Bogdanovich has just been picked up by a heap of people. He was cleared for basketball activities. I don't think we'll see him this week, but Detroit have struggled. They could really use Boyan. Uh, And if he is playing, he's 57% rostered at the moment. Um, I think that he's probably an ad.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking at one of our leagues, and he is available at the moment. I'm not going to tell you which one, but you'll probably guess it pretty quickly. Um, In ESPN, he's only 22.5% rosterable. Uh, But, yeah, it has said that he's uh, retired. Turn to basketball duties. So um, look, I wouldn't be rushing into him too much just because I don't think Detroit are rushing him in too much. Um, Do they want to win a lot of games this year? I don't know. Um, And they've already got off to a pretty stinky start. So um, just because he started basketball activities doesn't mean necessarily that he'll be in. So let everyone rush into it um, and then get your Ws while they do
1: mate, I'm going to gloss over the next couple. Cause I think we've gone a little bit over time. Um, Norman Powell um, has been added. He's played 30 minutes in the last couple games are uh, 19 points in the last one. Um, and Balal Kulabali from Washington, uh, 25% owned. 718 people have been adding him. I think if he can get above that 30 minutes a night, he's rosterable, but I did see him play 25 minutes in the last one and sort of, you know twelve, one, and two. I think that they'll throw him out there if they're if they're struggling or if they're getting blown out, which could be happening a little bit in Washington.
0: Just play Jordan Poole and you'll be blown out That's all you need to do
1: mate um at the start of the show, I did allude to the fact that I was better than you at Madden um and that we would we would cover this towards the end of the show um look. I've got some questions for you. Can you tell us about Nutrigrain Choc Melt and why the fuck are you having cereal for dinner? Soon you'll be telling me sushi is just a fucking lunch food. I'm oh, so off you.
0: Look, um, I don't know if anybody's had Nutrigrain Choc Melt, but I just had it for the first time tonight, and it's pretty fucking amazing. Uh, so it's pretty much Nutrigrain, normal Nutrigrain, but then the milk <laughs> when you drink it at the end is actually It turns into chocolate milk. So if you want the best of both worlds, you want a chocolate milk with Nutri-Grain, it's kind of revolutionary. So you just got to do it. You just got to get it. And uh,
1: Maddie, maybe we can get a bit of uh, sponsorship here. Look, so I have had a little bit of a look just then um is NutriGrain because obviously this is an NBA podcast and look, we're getting through the dregs of the podcast at the moment those chocolate milk dregs at the end of your cereal but Nutrigrain's actually not available in the USA and um and about 40% of our viewers are from the USA can you explain to me what NutriGrain is it's like this little I suppose, wafer cereal that comes in an oval with three little holes in it. And um, it's just delicious, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's delicious. I have it for dinner every single night with my uh, Vegemite toast. And uh, then I hop on my kangaroo and um, go to the beach and then I surf uh, 16 feet waves. So that's just what we do here in Australia for all the US listeners up there. Um, Howdy. And uh, yeah, get on your Nutrigrain. They will be a major
1: sponsor here soon. Uh, so, shout out Nutrigrain. Yeah, and you know, shout out to your favourite sushi store for um, for always giving me your best. And, and uh, yeah, look, I appreciate that as well. It's pretty funny I- the
0: dinners that we have. Like, I always have cereal for dinner for some reason when I'm talking to you, and then you're always having sushi for dinner, which is. <laughs> fucking strange and then after that after we talk that nonsense then i beat you madden like 60 to zero and it's just a good night so it's it's been a lot of money lost for you to me this season this year
1: um but hey it's been fun hey i'm actually going to put in I'm about to upload this one, and look, sorry to you guys that have waited this long for uh, for our comedy routine, but I'm actually going to put my Twitch in the comments, and the next games we play, um, yeah, everybody can get on, get about, and, um, yeah, listen to Justin uh, cursing at Christian McCaffrey.
0: Look, let's do this for the listeners. I think um, whoever is the loser of the next game has to skull a beer at the start of our podcast. And then do the intro. I think that's the best thing that we can do. Do,
1: do, do, you, do, really do you really think I'm worried?
0: I don't think, think you worried at all. Um, but, you know, provide some entertainment and, um, yeah, it'll be nice to see you scull a beer.
1: Mate, I think that we've gone a little bit over, over today. Um, thanks for listening to an InSight Info- Fantasy Sports Podcast. Uh, you'll be coming on every Wednesday, you inform me, Herbie. Yeah, that's right. Grit and grind, baby.
0: Um, just like my boy Zach Randolph. Uh so we grit and grind in Sacramento, Memphis. We do it all over the world. So um, yeah, it's grit and grind Wednesdays with me and uh the SC Matrix. So
1: it's gonna be a fun ride, brother. Sounds good. We're gonna be excited to the top. for it every week. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Cheerio.